Sweet. So welcome to the podcast, Carissa. Is this everything you hoped and dreamed for? It is surpassing my expectations already. <laughs> <laughs> it's been amazing. It's <laughs> we figured since uh, since Tri was in Hawaii and we couldn't go in person anyway, we'd try to get someone who had to call in too. So you're because you're still in Palo Alto, right? I'm not. I'm actually uh, officially in Manhattan Beach. So oh, you made the move. Yeah, I should be in person sometime. But yeah. Well, congrats. Oh yeah. Are you uh, are you stoked on that? Yeah, I'm like I'm torn. Uh, you know, being at Stanford is kind of my dream, and I love it there. But being in Manhattan Beach is awesome too. So. Good change of pace. Katie's maybe playing volleyball every day since getting here, so it's amazing. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. yeah, it's been very. And so, are you still are you still coaching at Stanford? I'm not. I uh, I got involved this past weekend to coaching camp, so I'll still be kind of involved that way. But I am officially no longer coaching there um, until I realize my great mistake in about a year, and then like you know try to blackmail my way back in. But yeah, for now, I'm I'm no longer there. <laughs> so what what's the next step for you what are you going to be what's going to be keeping you busy this fall uh, so this fall we have more volleyball than I realized we would so that is for sure going to keep me busy we're going to be out in Hawaii with you try in about three days um, alright hurricane willing and then Canada's uh, qualified for three more tournaments um, for the Narseca guys so uh, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic first, then we're going back to Ocho's Rios, Jamaica, and then there's a Martinique tournament that is TBD on the Norseca.net website, so that is a true TBD, but hopefully that pulls through. Um, and then in addition to that, I'm like working this little startup with my brother, Brian, with you guys had on, and a couple other college buddies, so... Definitely still busy, but... Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on. Congrats on the Norseca, by the way, that's awesome. Thanks, we're so fired up. I I was like an angry cat and didn't want to play the qualifiers. We had just played so many tournaments and yeah. <laughs> talked me into it per usual, and it's going to be so much fun. I'm pumped. Yeah, and our shakers are, are pretty fun. They're like little vacations. Yeah, definitely the places I like don't think I'd go were it not for volleyball, so it's kind of like a sweet treat there. Yeah, I'm, I, I want to go to Jamaica. That's one that I need to check off the list. Yeah, it was it was rad last year. It was funny though, like it was a trip. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> the courts we play on, like heavy quotation marks around the courts part. <laughs> 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 the first match, they're like hammering these uh, like metal pipes into just solid earth, basically as rain is dumping down. And we're like oh. sitting there, and our jerseys just like wait, are we supposed to play now or like? Tomorrow, <laughs> like eating goat curry between matches, but it's pretty rad. Oof. Yeah, rain time is <laughs> Dang, <laughs> not what I was picturing. <laughs> the people are so cool. Like hands down, the coolest people we met traveling for volleyball yet, and like you know, you see playing from the water and like amazing fans, and it was so neat. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you should go next time. I'm into it. I'm down. <laughs> Last Need <time>. a coach? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And last time you and Katie qualified, you went to Ochos Rios and Veradero? Yeah, so that Ochos Rios stop was, uh, that was Jamaica, and then Veradero was in Cuba. So super interesting to, like, go to the Cuba stop. Like, I, I don't think I would for sure ever go to Cuba for any reason, just because it's so hard to get there. 
Um, and that was right during all of the kind of political drama with Cuba and Donald Trump making some comments about us naming that being able to go. So that was a, just like an interesting time for sure. And yeah, it was, it was great. Get to see what Cuban teams trained. Um, again, just awesome people. Like I feel like the Caribbean's just amazing people. Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned that you know you were kind of like an angry cat because you were you were ready to just sort of shut it down for the season. Does it? Yeah. Do you, did you get kind of like a second wind once you qualified, or even like before the qualifier, or were you going through the qualifier like, <laughs> do we have to do this? <laughs> no, I think I 100 percent always love volleyball as soon as my feet touch the sand. I think you just kind of get that like morning inertia where you're like gosh do I really do I have to go down there again and then you go and it's the best decision you ever make um but I think like when you're like on a flight back from a tournament you're just toast I'm like oh I just ran a block all weekend Katie's like let's do it I'm like okay uh fine <laughs> but yeah she's she's, she's she's got some serious energy oh God, I just like glom onto her and like just carry me with you wherever you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. It's funny that you guys, because we had her on the podcast last week. It's funny that you didn't play together when you were actually at Hawaii, and then you then <laughs> out of college, you actually do play together, and obviously you play quite well. Yeah, it's it's super funny. Like I think they kind of tried to put us together when we were at UH, and we just like didn't play well together. Um, I think I was also like pretty hesitant to take on a full-time blocking role when I was at UH. Um, I had to split with Brittany Teagues and we had a blast too. Like I love playing with Britt also. Um, but yeah, I feel like the, the Katie and my partnership was total like kind of happenstance and like getting a nice high off some beginner's luck, uh, like a good finish just in our first tournament. So we played Chicago two years ago together for the first time. And, like, just had, like, this dream tournament, did way better than we've ever done, and just had a freaking blast. Um, it's like, all right, if any broke, don't fix it. So we've just been playing together, and, like, the, like, honeymoon phase hasn't worn off two years later, so it's pretty rad. Yeah, you guys had an awesome start. And then uh, I know that the next year in Huntington, you had, like, the worst draw in history, having to play Brandy Wilkerson in the qualifier. That's tough. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy match, too. Um, yeah, Brandy and uh, Brandigan together, they were really good. And it was just, like, it was cool to get to play such a high-level match, but you kind of hate doing that on a Thursday. It's, like, cool. Either way, like, a really good team is out of the, the running. Um, and I'm sure you, you've run into a bunch of those. All of us have, like, Thursdays are just total luck of the draw. Yeah. yeah. Haven't, haven't had the experience of running into the uh, the best blocker in the world. In a qualifier, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I don't get that one for a while. He's, yeah, not that fun to side out against. But then, like, you guys are, <laughs> I don't know if you played them, but, like, watch the game of the men's quality when they are letting the foreign players play. Like, yeah. Ricardo's in the qualifier. <laughs> yeah, his, his resume is decent. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for you, I'm, uh, go ahead, try. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm very... Uh, lucky that I avoided the qualifier the second time around. Luckily, I yeah. talked Trevor into picking me up. That wasn't a hard sell. It was harder than I thought it would be, actually. Oh, Trevor? Yeah, I know. Really. <laughs> no, it was, I, I was definitely lucky, though. Yeah. Are you guys, guys split-blocking still? Or what's, yeah, what's we're split-blocking. We're, we're uh, figuring it out as we go. Yeah. 
I feel like that's the most fun way to play. Like, just like, all right, we're just going to flow. Like, yeah. We've never, I mean, nobody really does it on on the men's side. I feel like some of the, maybe the collegiate girls have had practice with it. Um, but not many teams do it at all. Like, no men's teams do it. And I've always wanted to. So I figure why not come out and have some fun with good old Trevlar. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How are the reps now going got, in Hawaii down there, Try. What's that? How are the reps going in Hawaii? Uh, so today we're going to get our first practice in. Trevor just flew in yesterday. Uh, there's a bunch of teams that are flying in today, I believe. Uh, international teams. They'll be nice and jet lagged for us. Nice. So we'll go. We'll go get our confidence up while they're on a 12 hour time change. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, it's hot. It's hot out here. So Chris, you get ready for that. Um, it's going to be nice and humid after this two day storm hits uh, through the middle of the week. But uh, it's it's Hawaii. It's pretty beautiful, and and you know how it goes out here. You've played here uh, more than I have over the last uh, what five years or so, six years. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if like I feel like you're when you're out of the Hawaii like sand and humidity, even for like two weeks, it's just like it's like wearing a weighted backpack when you go back. <laughs> yeah, totally. We'll no, yeah. I'll let you know uh, uh, later today after my first practice. Yeah, let me know how the Mikasa ball is moving out there because we just uh, we yeah. don't hope that thing. It's just such a different kind of different mindset inside out and serve. It feels like totally, and we're playing in a completely different tournament or like <laughs> completely yeah, different just, uh, rules and everything. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was like looking at the format, and is it true that there's going to be at least three teams that you go out there and you just play 20 minutes of volleyball? Yeah. Like if you're knocked out, I was like, we might actually just be on vacation if we don't do well in that first pool. You're like gonna go do a 20 minute serving pass and oh well. Right. Yeah. You, you got a nice, a good stipend and five five nights at a nice hotel and uh, could be worse. It's not the yeah. It's not the worst like drill I've ever done for sure. <laughs> yeah. I would love to play a little more than 20 minutes if we get out there. Def- so. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Krista, how is how is your experience playing out here in Hawaii? Because I mean, we're kind of in a similar situation. I mean, I definitely got the wild card here because I'm from here. You guys definitely uh, will be able to draw a crowd because you guys played for University of Hawaii, which is basically like the pride and joy of Hawaii. How was the the crowds and uh, the fans for you guys um, when you played here? Oh, they're unbelievable. I mean, I, I think I had a taste for like what the support for UH's programs are um, when I was playing at Stanford. I played indoor there for four years. And yeah. We would come out to Hawaii for preseason. I think we came out two, maybe three times um, and had some battles in Stan Sheriff. But, like, we'd get to the end of the match and, like, whether we won or lost, you know, there'd be, like, the aunties, like, just giving you, like, treats and, like, lays and, like, yeah. like I, I, I don't understand why you're doing this for me. Like, I'm a visiting team. Um, yeah. And just kind of the, like, general support like being around on the islands, like people, like it's just like a true love for, um, you know, all things UH and like, it's cool that it's almost like you're a pro team when you're playing there because that really is the kind of premier sporting, like I'm like the football and the volleyball. Right. And it's such a like intelligent volleyball community. Like everyone there plays, everyone like knows the game. Um, so I, I think it's so hard to beat a Hawaii crowd. I were beyond excited to go back. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was. Okay. I always thought uh, 
or I was like wanted to play for Hawaii. I was always like, damn, I wish I went to UH. I mean, I was when you grow up here, you're like ready to get off the island and go explore something else. And obviously, going to SC is not a, a bad thing ever. But I was always jealous that I never got to come back and play for the local crowd because that's, I mean, that's, I grew up in the crowd, you know, uh, and we come back and and then they're like cheering for UH while I'm playing for SC and it just felt really weird. But uh, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty cool to, to actually have them cheering for, uh, for me and all the other uh, Hawaii representatives, including you guys uh, this week. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're very much, or at least I only had one year in a UH jersey, so I, I definitely feel very much like a yeah. kind of bystander Hawaii. I, mean, I don't feel like I'm fully able to rep it, but like it's so cool to see how many people are getting to go back to like their hometown. Like, there's yeah. so many teams with some kind of connection in this tournament that it's right. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, and hopefully, uh, it's uh, a tournament we have from for years to come. That's that's the goal this week. I'm telling everyone I see, I'm like walking through the mall, like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Like, come out this weekend, fully Perfect. promoting it at all times. Definitely. That's going to be awesome. Can we get, like, a rundown of what the format actually is? Because I have, like, no idea. I feel like it's changed a bunch of times. So you said the first day is just exclusively a king of the court? Yes. And then – So I guess – I'm assuming most of our listeners don't really know how that works. So try – can you give us a rundown of the format (laughs) for king of the court? (laughs) Okay. This might not be perfect, but – I'll let you know what I think. Uh, so, yeah, Friday is the king of the court. This is like a separate tour from the AVP that the AVP is kind of partnered up with, uh, as well as FIVB. So it's an FIVB-sanctioned event. Uh, these guys from the king of the court are just putting on four stops around the world. They already had two in Europe. Now it's uh, Waikiki and, uh, and then Huntington. So it's three, te- three pools of five teams. And each pool plays 20-minute rounds. At the end of each round, whoever has the least amount of points uh, is eliminated. So one team is eliminated. Or actually, I think the first round, maybe two teams are eliminated. So then it comes down to to two pools. Somehow it gets down to two pools. And then they play again. And then the bottom teams get eliminated. And it goes down to one pool. And then the last pool plays... Uh, for like a 15 minute round or something and yeah. uh, that's how you get the first through whatever that's how you get your finishes but um, king of the court for the people that don't know is where you have like five teams on the court or four teams however many teams on the court and the teams are filtering it in through one back line and there's a king side on the other side where you're just siding out you can only score on the king side if you lose on the king's side, you go to the back of the line on the other side and you try to serve your way and, and score a real point to get back to the king's side where you can score. So it's first to 21, I believe, or whoever can have the most points once the 20-minute clock is up. It's uh, it's entertaining. I watched uh, some matches online, and uh, it's fast-paced volleyball. Everyone's really energized because you get a lot of breaks. Um, and yeah, just a lot of guys just teeing off and, uh, it should be fun. And this will be the first, uh, event for women, I believe for King of the Court series. Yeah, I think so. 
I don't know if that was the best uh, breakdown, but you know, that's more, I mean, that's more information than I had heard on it. Cause I, I've just seen like the videos and stuff. It's uh it looks super fun. It looks like everybody's just having a blast doing it. Like, uh, like Alex Brower is playing with, uh, Stoyanovsky from Russia, right? Cause yeah, because uh, Robert got hurt. Yeah. And then Jake and Taylor were balling out. They were like, I saw their Instagram videos. They were coming out in like smoke and stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I'm, one, I'm wondering if they do if they're going to do that out here in Hawaii because it's not going to be night matches, I don't think. And uh, I mean, that's definitely a spectacle that the Hawaiian fans haven't seen uh, in volleyball. Yeah, especially be beach volleyball. Yeah. So Carissa, I'm excited. Carissa and Katie, y'all are playing just the king of the court, right? We're going to pause the show there to take a quick second to give a shout out and a massive thank you to all of our sponsors. We love you guys for sponsoring the show and for our listeners. uh, It's kind of crazy that the AVP season is coming to an end. Uh, sort of. And the fact that it's coming to an end means one thing that you probably need to re up on your volleyballs because if you play as much as I do or as much as a lot of these players do, your volleyballs are probably beat to hell. So go to Wilson Volleyball and get 20% off of all of your purchases using our discount code Wilson Sand. Again, that's 20% off using our discount code Wilson Sand. This show is also brought to you, as always, by our guys at VolleyballMag.com. They are your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. They got indoor covered. They got beach covered, whether it's from Stad to Hermosa Beach. Ed Chan has the best pictures in the game. Lee Feinswag has the most insightful interviews. Every now and then, I contribute something that might be worthless, might be worthwhile reading. I'm not sure, but if you're looking for volleyball news, make sure to go to VolleyballMag.com, your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. We would also like to welcome Volley Camp Hermosa as a new sponsor of the show. If you're listening, you've probably heard of Volley Camp Hermosa. It is the place to go to get better at beach volleyball. Whether you are planning a trip to Hermosa Beach, California, the mecca of beach volleyball, or live locally, they have professional coaches to take your game to the next level. For those making the beach volleyball pilgrimage, they offer week-long adult training camps that are the complete beach volleyball experience. If you live locally or you can't join a camp, you can take their weekly classes and or private training. All levels are welcome, from A to AAA to open. Sign up online at www.volleycamphermosa.com. I'll say that one more time, www.volleycamphermosa.com. Or for more information, you can just give them a call. It is 234-PLAY-VCH. Or you can email them. Info at volleycamphermosa.com. We will see you guys on the sand. And, of course, we always love our sponsors at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com because if your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out our online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. We all know that you beach volleyball players need to, to put that oodles of prize money somewhere. You might as well start it with Pacific Coast Wealth Management. So when you get to the site, click on their link, build your financial plan here, and work with a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss everything from 401ks, IRAs, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as a lot of stuff that beach volleyball players genuinely don't know a whole lot about, which is why we need the help with our guys at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their employees partners or themselves you can give them a call too 
or 529 college savings or Roth IRA for your kids. Did you know that you can give 15000 a year to your kid? I know when I was a kid, I wouldn't have minded that. Start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com, or you can give them a call, 949-637-7052. Again, that is 949-637-7052. A lot of the listeners of the show are professional athletes, and as we all know, you cannot have enough recovery, which is why the show is also brought to you by our good friends at FireflyRecovery.com. So what Firefly Recovery is, it is a wearable device that simulates blood flow throughout the damaged or sore or afflicted area, say a knee. And what you do, you just strap it on and it helps you recover much faster. So when you are on that 12-hour flight to Stad or a 36-hour trip to South Africa, you can put this on and you're not going to get that super sore, kind of swollen feeling that you get after you fly on planes. Actually, you can make your plane, you can make your trip productive by putting on Firefly Recovery, helping heal up that area, getting off, and you're going to be playing the best volleyball of your life. So give them a visit at fireflyrecovery.com. Let us know what you think and use the discount code sandcast in all caps for a 10% off all right that is sandcast all caps for 10% off at fireflyrecovery.com and now back to the show correct yeah that, that was the only part of it i think the the regular terms a little smaller so okay. we just got one day one day play your heart out hopefully make it past 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well this would be this would be kind of fun for you guys though like even if you get only twenty minutes, it's still like you're getting to see this international competition that you guys haven't had a chance to see just yet. Yeah, not together. Uh, I played a couple of the teams. Like Lauren picked me up for a tournament, so I went to the Hague Four Star, and it's just like there's some teams on the level, um, and it was cool to see that some of the teams that we played are actually going to come out uh, and be in Hawaii. So it's like, all right, like maybe I can't beat you in a, in a full match yet, but. We might be able to just kind of hood ride our way to a couple more points than you at the court. <laughs> no, I love that. We can just hood rat our way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those those fast pace drills, like play the court, um, you know, all those like half the time it's a matter of a little bit of luck, and it's, it's we were just complaining about down the beach. I trained with uh, Keeney and I played with Sarah and or Sarah Swansell and Teresa Cannon, who are also going out to Hawaii. And Sarah's like, oh, I hate it. It just feels like luck. I'm like, honestly, if we're playing, like, the dudas of the world, like, I'm okay with it coming down to luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it should be pretty fun. Yeah, and then try, you're in, like, the actual tournament, right? Yeah, so Saturday, Sunday is the AVP, uh, and that's just eight teams. So four AVP teams and... Um, four international teams and that I believe is just a double limb two day and uh, it's pretty straightforward um, it's um, for the men at least it's Dollhouse Lucena, Gib Crab, me and Trevor and um, Reed Pretty and Jeremy Casebeer but Casebeer and Pretty didn't get the wild card to the King of the Court event the McKibbins got that one so it's interesting and then you also have uh, Rosenthal, Budinger, and uh, one other team out here. Oh, Casey and Stafford. Um, so it's pretty interesting how they're doing that. Yeah, I feel like the last 
like the next couple months with beach volleyball are just wild because we have the Hawaii event that we've never really done before on U.S. soil, and then a couple weeks later we have P1440's first event in San Jose, which would be interesting yeah. with who's been dispensed for that, which I think right. at this point like everyone who's asked has been okay. And then we have another one. Is it another King of the Court in Huntington too? Yeah, it's the weekend after uh, Hawaii. Oh, it's that soon. Yeah, I didn't want to leave right after, but oh well. I guess we had to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you 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 and Trevor are in that one too, Try? Yeah, we got into that one too. Okay, Chris, are you are you and Katie doubling up for Huntington too? Uh, we are not. Yeah, I'm just a Hawaii stop for us. Okay, just Hawaii, and then off to Jamaica. Yeah, we're going to Dominican Republic first. That one actually overlaps with that P1440 so we we didn't have to make the decision there of like trying to get dispensed or not um so yeah I guess we'll see once Vegas comes around what what everyone's doing and where the wind blows but I'm excited to see how the crazy event goes I mean it seems like they're putting a lot into it yeah it'll uh it'll definitely be interesting it was fun to it was cool to see them do a satellite qualifier because they so P1440 is like partnered with the CBVA yeah. And they did a satellite qualifier on Saturday. So then the teams that made it through that like aren't going to have to play in a qualifier the day before main draw. So everyone everyone who made it was stoked. They're like, oh, I qualified. Now I don't have to stress out the day before San Jose. Um, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. So it's uh, the next few months are going to be pretty fun to watch and just see what happens. Yeah. yeah I mean, are you going to go and play that one? Um, so I'm not going to play San Jose. But I am going to try to play in Vegas. I think we're going to, Trevor and I are going to try to go over to China and play in um, one of those China events and get, get my FIVB clock started. Nice. And then um, we'll come back for Las Vegas. Okay. Travis, how about you? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to play San Jose with Paula Riza, actually, which would be pretty oh, fun. Oh, right on. Um, oh, nice. We, we, me and Hagen, we find the most creative ways to lose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure my swing for match point in uh, in the satellite qualifier is still in the air somewhere. It's probably made its way to the harbor by this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it yeah. just landed in Hawaii. <laughs> just wanted to send one over there. Thank you. Um, no, I yeah. think uh, I'm with yeah. With, like what you guys are talking about with all these events going on, you know, a lot of people kind of see it as troubling that that our sport's a little bit divided right now you know between the p1440 and usa volleyball and abp and king of the court but man it's pretty exciting that we have so much interest from people that want to promote the sport and, and put on events and if it all i mean it's good timing right now and if it all they all can kind of click and and somehow find space within the volleyball realm for everyone to really work uh I mean, shoot, it could be really good for the sport. Plus, you know, NCAA volleyball has been huge um, as a feeder to the professional level. And I, I think it's pretty exciting. And I, I think there will be lots of opportunity. Yeah, with the NCAA thing, uh, just the growth. Like, I was at Stanford the last three years, and the growth of the women's side of the game just in that span, um, especially since the year that I played at Hawaii, like, it is just night and day. Uh, the college teams that are coming out are going to, I keep telling Katie, it's like, we got to win while we can because they're going to blow us out of the water in a couple of years. Like, it's <laughs> I love so the good for the women's game. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it, it couldn't be happening at a better time. I totally agree. And then I feel the same way um, about the men's side. You know, like when I when I see the women's side like getting so much better so quickly, I. I feel like that's going to transfer over the men's as well. And it, it makes me want to be like, wow, yeah, there's going to be some great young talent. I better, I better step <laughs> my game up, get to the top ASAP and, and try to hold that position down. Cause uh, I think uh, there's some serious talent coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I was going through just the, the list of qualifiers this year. So every single qualifier was bigger than the year that preceded it which which had been bigger than the year that preceded like austin would have been almost double what it was last year but they had to cap the qualifier so because there was like 32 teams in the pre-qualifier for the men's so there would have been almost 100 in in just in in austin of all places like not even a california event so it's pretty wild just how fast the game is growing and austin was hotter than hell on the qualifier day this year it was. It was not. It wasn't cold. I didn't need a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. But you got. You got to avoid the qualifier. So this was your first year going straight main draw every event, which I'm sure was was pretty sweet for you and Katie. Yeah, I think New York was the only one that we were doing the uh, like a beautiful mind points calculation, and I, I think we barely got in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we didn't play on any Thursdays. But I, I think we booked all our flights, assuming we would, because it's you know as soon as you don't book for the Thursday, like you're in a qualifier. Um, <laughs> so we didn't look the gift horse in the mouth on any of those. But I, I think it's hard. It's hard to replace that Thursday mindset. Like it's, I mean, it's just like a country quota. It's you. It's like loser go or winner go home, and, and you hate it, but you kind of love it. Like Thursdays are kind of gnarly, but they're cool. I think that just the intensity of them that it it produces like as low as it can go on the emotional spectrum and also the opposite like when you make it through it's there there's no real comparison like making it through a qualifier is way bigger than for me at least than it was making it to a Saturday just right. because it it just has that that like one and done feel to it. Yeah, I totally agree. Now with you though, you made a Sunday for the first time so how was that feeling compared to oh i mean you've been playing volleyball for a long time I and mean, what was it like to make a sunday in comparison to any of your other big accomplishments you know i don't i don't actually think it was that different um i i think it was it was cool i think more so like getting there for katie and i because we had to play a lot of really good teams on a saturday um, and we had like three really big wins that Saturday that we were super just proud of. And so like getting getting to the end of that day and being like, oh cool, we like still get to play tomorrow. Um, that was unbelievable just because of like how much effort went into it. <laughs> right. But I, I, like I don't know, like at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think we really cared that much about what place we get. It's just like, did we go super hard? Did we get better? Um, did we play teams like? the best you could play then and I thought up until that last match on, on that Sunday where we got a little bit smoked um we did so that was so cool it's really fun yeah I bet and and Katie kind of walked us through her process from because you're Austin like the season didn't get off to the best start with Austin because you lost that first match to Jason Brittany Teague um mm-hmm. and Katie walked us through sort of how she kind of mentally got over that um but because I mean, you guys didn't even lose another set until the finals or semifinals. 
So how did, mm-hmm. how did you kind of go about recovering from that loss and just bouncing back so quickly and so effectively? I, I don't know. I, I think for me, it was less of a, like, bouncing back. I think Jason Britt are really good, and I think they're a terrible matchup for us because they're both exceptional pool diggers. Um, so, I mean, I would have been super stoked had we won that, but uh, a little background on Katie and I, we – also, always take the absolute longest road possible in every tournament. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, losing first round is like, oh, a fucking course. Like, of course we did. <laughs> always. Why make it easy? It's no fun. Yeah. But, you know, you reframe it and you get to play more volleyball. So, we just got the maximum practice that we could get. And, uh, yeah, found a little peace and quiet, bugged some people in the mid-tent and tried to bring it for the next match. Yeah, and and y'all brought it, and then um, and then still, even after a third, like you said, you had to do some beautiful mind calculations to see if you were back <laughs> in the qualifier. How nuts is that? Um, yeah, so I also might be like a little bit neurotic. Um, I think I'm like fairly laid back, but when it comes to numbers and spreadsheets, I go I go pretty deep. So I <laughs> might have built a like whole model to figure out if we were in qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> Katie and I would, like, have to fight ourselves to, like, not look at the spreadsheet before bed or we'd be up all night, like, oh, shoot, like, do we need to, you know, get there a day early? But, yeah, it's just the game. Like, it's it's cool that it's – you're only as good as your last four finishes that count. So it's yeah. – you can't show once you've won a couple matches. I wish I could say that, that that's true for me, but it's funny because my two finishes I was using the last two events were – from 2016 <laughs> Chicago <laughs> and I was like thinking back like to like certain points in those tournaments I was like damn those would have helped me a lot right now and and FIVB goes back even further so it's kind of funny yeah but yeah no I, I do like that mindset where it's just like I mean yeah you're only as good as your last four finishes and it, it is cool because you can really like you can turn your season around pretty quickly with one or two good you know you finish the year really well and you turn your season around and you're going to start, you're going to have a good position to start the next year. Um, that's why I think it's really important to finish. Uh, the teams that like don't get completely worn down and can really find the energy at the end of season. Those are the teams that, that tend to do really well consistently because they, they end up having higher seeds going into the next season. Right. And with you consistency, Always the key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, so you had your, you did your four years at Stanford, and that was indoor. Um, now, so there was no beach volleyball on the beach, or no, no collegiate beach volleyball when you came out of high school, right? Yeah, yeah. When I came out of high school, it was indoor or nothing. Um, I think on my recruiting trips, a lot of people, because I, I played beach in high school, uh, growing up in Santa Cruz. And I think beach is always my actual love, but indoor was kind of where the opportunities were. Right. Um, I wasn't quite ready to go straight to the EVP out of high school, so uh, <laughs> yeah, played didn't indoor. Do the summer loss track. Yeah, right. It's, it's kind of a rare path. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the, the schools kind of hyped that, like, oh, in the off season we play beach for fun, <laughs> uh, but that was about the extent of it. So do you think if, if beach was an option when you were coming out of high school, like if Stanford said, hey, do you want to play beach or indoor, would you probably have gone beach? I probably would have tried to finagle both, but right. I think I would have 
I would have been all about Beach. It's just such a. It's I I don't want to say it's a better game. It's a better game for like for my style personally. Um, you know, I miss the strategy and the fast paced intensity of indoors, but you, you just can't beat the like creativity and the the expanse of like what you get to do and kind of the like the do or die mindset of beach. Like there's no hiding in beach volleyball. Um, so yeah, I think I would. Leave would you for sure? Would you categorize yourself as like a, more of a cerebral player where you're constantly trying to, you know, figure out ways to exploit your opponent or, or a little more? I mean, I would, my guess would be, yes, that's how you think. But, or are you more like kind of instinctual or are you just kind of letting your experience and your instincts take over out on the court? I think, I think Beach is cool because you have to be a little bit of both. Right. Um, I think once you start thinking too much, you're, you're done. Um, but I, and I think like thinking is useful until it's until it gets in your way. So like I, I try to like engage and look for patterns um, mm-hmm. or look for like inconsistencies in maybe the way someone else is playing or inconsistencies in the way that I'm playing and try and shore that up. Um, but I think when it comes to game time, it's like you just have to go. Um, yeah. And, and like like you said, like kind of trust that intuition that all the players right. you've played so far like built up this database that you can just be like, all right, just going to let it run. I'm going to follow it. I'm going to flow. It's going to work. Totally. I feel like I've been really good at, um, the whole instinctual part of it and not thinking and clearing my mind and not getting in my own way part of it. Yeah. But now coming back, I'm like, I want to, I want to get good at that other part of it too, where I'm understanding what I'm doing and, and, and being able to, you know, exploit teams, uh, even better from the cerebral part of it. And, uh, that part, I honestly don't. I feel like I feel like a rookie coming out here. Like the way I'm trying to, like, there's so much to learn. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, that's what I think is great about beach. It's like there's infinite possibilities and ways that you can be creative to be successful. So you see so many different styles of play out there. Um, I, I love I love the beach game for that. Totally. But I think, I think just like you said, though, there's so much value in just clearing your mind and letting it go. Like, like we've all been there and achieved that kind of flow state. And right. I, I think that is where in, like, lies the stoke of beach volleyball and what keeps you coming back is, like, that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think maybe you've unintentionally or, or very intentionally mastered a skill that is, like, at the core of why we like this game. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks. Totally. Now I just got to figure out the other part of it a little bit. Because sometimes I'm like, I like don't even know what the score is. And I like, you know, I took a chance on a serve, but it was match point. I'm like, I probably shouldn't have done that. I just didn't realize it was that the score was here, you know, in terms of like strategically calling timeouts. And granted, I had like the oldest veteran in the world playing on my team for my first four years. So he literally did all that stuff. And I just was the... I just executed everything, so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, now I get to to try and uh, put both together. It's it's pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah, we had this silly match last year. Uh, I don't know if it was in the qualifier. It might have been, it was, or it might have been on a Friday in Hermosa. But we're in this gnarly set three with Allie and Laura, and like they're both great defensive players who can hit, and Katie was digging everything. So this match had just been like an hour and a half. Um, and it was pre-free scoring, I think. And I didn't, I was just like so toast from like 
running in Hermosa sand for an hour and a half. I'm shot. <laughs> and I, like, did this stupid, ridiculous, like, bump over kill in the, like, end of the match. I didn't think it was match point. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> gotta go run back and serve. Like, they focus. And she's, like, grabbing me, like, we won. Like, shut up. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. That was match point. And I freaking bumped the ball over. Kill me. And it worked. And, yeah, <laughs> and it worked. It's scary that that works, but <laughs> totally. <laughs> See, the, so there is a benefit to not knowing the score sometimes because you you might not take the same chances. For sure, for sure. I've actually I've been watching that kind of stuff too. Players like you guys and Brooke Sweat does a lot. There's a, a lot more on the girls' side, I think, where you guys are very aware of the other side of the court and where the space is and uh, where the other team is kind of in transition. Uh, and you're able to kind of go over on two and exploit the teams in, in that way. And I, I think uh, I've kind of been watching for that a little bit more since I've came back on the beach. Or like, I just want to go on two or do like, I got a bump kill in Chicago. A back, yes. Back bump kill on two. That was oh fun. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like that style of play where you're just kind of a little more aware of what's going on on the other side of the net. Um, just... You know, you can kind of tweak things uh, in, in your favor when you're aware of that, this kind of spatial awareness. That's impressive you got a bump kill on a guy's neck. It's a little longer for the ball to get to the ground. I yeah, that's true. It was like... Uh, it's good and it's hard. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, they uh, Trevor passed it, like, far to the right, you know? So the blocker came all the way with me, and I was just able to kind of do a nice, tight well, cutty. Cut yeah. <laughs> Bump kills yeah, require was, a little bit too much ball control for my taste. I'm usually better. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty embar. It's pretty embarrassing when they pick it up, though. Oh my god! Yeah. I think one of the best elements too of like doing a bump kill or just a weird over on two or on one is how mad it makes the other team when it goes down. Because totally. I mean, it's yeah. it's embarrassing it's when, it, when they pick it up. Game. It's way more embarrassing when it scores on you, and you're like, "God, she just bumped it over and got a kill for that." <laughs> I feel like totally. it has this dual advantage too of like relieving any tension on your side because you're like, "It's just, it's." Just, we always look at each other, Katie and I, and we do it. And we're like, "We're so dumb." Like, we're so <laughs> like this is hilarious, and it kind of gets us out of our heads. It's like, "All right, we're good." Well, very silly here. <laughs> Especially when you pass it and you're. Instead of setting you, instead of choosing to set you and trust you to set out, your partner wants to go do a bump kill. Uh, That's kind of hilarious in itself. It's okay. Green light anytime. I don't need to hit. (laughs) 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 Now, when we had uh, Andrew Fuller, your former colleague at Stanford, we had him on. He described it as old fart volleyball. And you mentioned it as, as hood rat volleyball. I like both of them. (laughs) <laughs> how would you how would you describe your style of play? Uh, I I would say that a lot of it is I played a lot of volleyball growing up with players who were much more experienced than I was, and I think I got just jumboed on since the time I was like twelve. Uh, <laughs> jumboed and bump kills went down against me a lot, so now it's like all right, I've got to integrate that somehow. And then coaching at Stanford the last three years with Andrew and Lauren, which has been just the biggest treat ever, um, you know, working with the student athletes there. I ended up jumping in and playing a lot when I was, had just sat from nine to five in an office. So there's a lot of like not worn volleyball with very athletic young people. And so <laughs> like, whipping on a lot of crafty, ugly things kind of occurred. 
not warm, crafty, ugly, hood rat, old fart volleyball. Yeah, it's not, it's not pretty, but... I like it, though, because, I mean, obviously you guys are doing well with that style of play, and, and the thing that comes to mind for me is they always say that, like, the best players make it look easy, right? So, like, Misty May, they would say, would just walk into digs all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, if it looks like you're playing old fart volleyball, then you must be doing something right in terms of making reads. And I mean, granted, uh, yeah, Katie's laying out everywhere, and she's <laughs> that's a diff- different style. But uh, I think it uh, definitely has to do with the way that you're seeing the game and, and your efficiency. Well, I heard you say, like, our names and Missy's names in about the same paragraph, so I'm <laughs> volleyball right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully yeah the I'll resume maybe maybe not the resume yet but uh oh, but in terms of walking into digs that's uh that's something most of the greats do yeah it's pretty fun and when you were coaching at stanford so i know that uh, in my opinion i think one of the best ways to learn or relearn a skill is to teach it or in this case coaching it how much did you learn just from coaching and being around Lauren and Andrew and having to reteach these skills yourself to the players who are probably going to be coming up on the AVP tour any summer now? We already saw a couple Stanford girls, Catherine Plummer, come out and make a main draw this year. Yeah, they actually showed a beat us in Hermosa this year. They had four, her, or, uh, Catherine and Haley Harward had four match points, I think, against us, and we were able to fight them off in the freeze barely, but yeah, they're going to be just unbelievable. And I think, um, you know, when you're going to coach athletes of that caliber who are doing things that just like make you scratch your head and it's like, I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> um, and, you know, when you're coaching alongside people who have played volleyball and coached volleyball at the highest level, like Andrew and Lauren have, um, I think some of the things that just like, the proximity learning that went on when I'm, you know, trying to like peek in on Lauren teaching someone how to block. It's like, uh, I wish I could just like stay there forever and be a young Padawan learner. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a full mindset shift. And I think you really have to articulate what you believe about volleyball um, and in a different way to, to sell somebody else and getting them to do it. So coaching is really cool for that. Yeah, and now. And now you are kind of moving on to, I mean, how tough was it to move on from Stanford and take this next step that you're about to take here in Manhattan Beach? I mean, I think I could have stayed there forever and ever and been super happy. Um, I, I think for me, I was starting to realize, like, my window for getting to play volleyball at the, at the kind of level and speed that I am, am creeping up on being able to play at today, um, I think that window is obviously closing. Uh you know, not in the next year, but for sure in the next five to ten. And so I, I, I do know that coaching is always going to be there. And I adored it. I loved it. So great for that experience. Um, and I, I think I do see myself going back for sure. But I think there's just like a, an itch that needs to be scratched with playing and, and really getting to go for it for a couple of years at least. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun move for sure. And one of the the funner aspects of this season was your brother's uh, wonderful entertainment <laughs> on oh Instagram. <laughs> That's how you make use of your time. Yeah, <laughs> just have to hear apologizing for that content. <laughs> never, never a dull moment with Brian's uh, Instagram this year. It was pretty great. Yeah, what was it like it was. growing up in the uh, the Cook household? Because I mean, I mean, just you guys are Brian's one of the funniest people I've ever met 
in my life and your demeanor too. I mean, you're as cool as they come. So what was it like growing up? Uh, I think it was mostly just us like going to the beach all day and peppering or peppering in our backyard and screaming about whose turn it was to get the ball over the fence because our ball control sucks. It was, yeah, it was great. I think volleyball kept us out of trouble and we were just lucky to be by the beach. So it was awesome. But having both parents play and like family, everyone's in the sport. And so that helps too. I feel like uh, Brian's style of play is exact opposite of yours. Yeah, we're. I think we're pretty opposite in like a lot of categories, but like get along great, love being around each other, like, and you know working with them, and we're gonna go play a game night later. Um, nice. Yeah, he he is like an explosive, high flying, fun, loud to like yeah. player. I feel like. I'm like driving a Prius over here, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I like it. Well, you uh, you mentioned something earlier that you and Brian are starting some kind of startup. That kind of like, I was I was wondering this whole podcast what that was because two two kids that went to Stanford doing a startup. My, so my brain's thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm so interested though. Um, I, yeah, I'm definitely not one of the, the founders on that front, but he, he basically designed an app that, um, two other friends of ours came up with for event staffing and bartending. Um, so think like Uber for bartending and oh. we're, we're working on the kinks, but it's going to be cool, I think. Um, so I just started helping those guys since moving down here. So total blast. I like it. Actually though, our office is in the, uh, same office as a, one of the ADP little satellite offices I see I see some volleyball people from time to time <laughs> sweet yeah that's fun well this will be a, a fun little chapter in your life here coming up we'll see I think so every chapter has been fun so far it's all been except for I took one year off of volleyball and that year totally sucked besides that everything else has been great so I'm like <laughs> little volleyball needs to be incorporated for me to be like healthy and happy and sane when did you take that year off um, right after I got back from Hawaii, for some reason, I, like, forgot how much I loved volleyball. I think it's just, like, five years straight of collegiate activities. Um, and I, I was, like, that a regular nine-to-five, and it was super boring. I made a lot of money with this world, but then you, like, truly learn that money is not happiness. I'd rather be broke and cooking and playing volleyball. Yeah, I feel like that's probably a valuable experience to have. That like you tried it and then you realized how much you love volleyball, and now here you are living in Manhattan Beach, starting a startup, uh, and just going for it. Yeah, I, I think like even it's so it's very trite, but like worst day at the beach, a hundred times better than the best day I had during that year. So very very grateful to say the least. I bet. So now that you have uh, Hawaii around the corner, when are you heading out again? Um, Hurricane Olivia is cruising through, so we have a flight for Wednesday, but TBD on when we will actually appear. Okay, and then try, <laughs> when, try when are you coming back? Travis, are you going out there? Uh, I am not. I'm staying on the mainland for this one. Um, try when are you when are you coming back, though? I feel like it's going to be a while since I see you again. Yeah, hopefully never. <laughs> no, no, I'm, just, uh, I'm coming back uh, Tuesday because uh, we're gonna we got to get ready for the that Huntington event. Okay. Um, 
Now, Carissa, before we let you run here, is there uh, is there anything else that you do want to chat about or make sure that we talk about or anything you wanted to bring up? I don't think so. I mean, you guys do such an awesome job with this podcast. I'm super happy to be on here with you both. Um, I think just like what you guys are doing for, for volleyball and keeping people in the loop and keeping people stoked is rad. Um, if you have any juicy gossip, my life has been drama-free for a bit. So I can do something that. But <laughs> uh, other than that, no. I think, I think life is good. That's good. That's good to hear. It's good to hear that you're a fellow listener too. We'll have to have you in the the Born on the Beach studios too when when Try gets back from Hawaii. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, our final question for all of our guests is: If you could give one piece of advice to any up and coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, I'm going to cheat and go with two. Um, we'll take two. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I think uh, I was at a tournament recruiting this summer for you know young women trying to play collegiate sports. And one of the tournament directors said to all of the lovely ladies there, if you don't hand set in games, like, don't do it. Um, you know, practice it at home. Don't don't try and do this at our tournament. We don't want to deal with it. And it made my blood absolutely curl. Um, and I think I think in the women's game right now, there's not a, a ton of hand setting. And I, I know that I personally, even though I was better indoors, I'm still working on integrating that into my own game. But every camp I go to, I'm just like, hey, now's the time. Like start. Like they wouldn't be saying that to a young men's tournament. Um, and it it riles me up that there's this this double standard on hand. So. Uh, first PSA young ladies handset it's rad um, that's key and my goal for next year is to be integrating that into our game so that's my soapbox I'm gonna get down now um, <laughs> <laughs> other piece of advice is I would just say like find good people and play with them because I think that at the end of the day this sport is about the people you're with and about making yourself a better person um, and if you're just doing it to like get more points than other human beings, it's not going to be that fulfilling in the long run. So surround yourself with good people and you're going to have amazing days at the beach. And yeah, luckily the sport has like so many, so many awesome people. It's, it's unbelievable. So yeah, I love that. I love, I love love both those pieces of advice. We will definitely welcome too. (laughs) I love it. Good stuff. We'll try. Cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. I know that you don't get to go home a whole lot, so appreciate you taking the time uh, on your your trip home to Hawaii. And Carissa, safe travels. Hopefully, you get Thank safe. You. Hopefully, you get to play for more than twenty minutes. Rooting for that. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, See you out here, thanks Carissa. For coming on Sandcast. Right. Good luck, everybody in Hawaii. All right. Thanks. All right. See you guys. Shoots. Shoots. <laughs> <laughs>